Welcome to Yes Girl podcast, our uh, career coaching podcast. We are continuing our series with a his and hers perspective. And our resident special guest is Montel Graves, and we have Coach Kelly. And glad to have you both here. This topic is a good one, and I, I'm curious to get both of you all's perspectives. In our different careers and work cultures, we're going to talk today about how important is it to be liked in the workplace and how that can impact the pace with which you move through your career. So kicking it off, do one of you want to talk to us about an experience you've had in the workplace that it was important to maybe someone in your workplace that was heavily concerned about making sure that they were liked by leadership? I definitely have an example. So not only do you need to be respected and valued, but I definitely think that you need to be liked for fringe benefits, I guess you could call it. When I was in corporate America and I was very young in my career, I wanted a flex schedule. I wanted to come in during certain parts of the year at like seven in the morning and leave at 2.30 in the afternoon. And I had to get my boss's boss's approval. And I know for sure it wasn't just because I was respected and I was valued. It was because I was liked as well. Nice. So you feel like you being liked influenced one of the flexible options you had available. Uh, Coach Kelly, do you have an example of a time where you benefited from being liked or observed someone else prioritizing being liked in the workplace? You know, I don't ever really trust likability in the workplace because it is such a superficial environment. As the wind changes, so does people's hearts and minds. So I, I just don't have that that focus, to be honest. So, Montel, mm-hmm. I feel like I can picture you, like your two fingers together, thinking through what Kelly <laughs> just said. Because as a man, you immediately had an example of this is how me having relationships and people liking me influence an outcome that I wanted. What are your thoughts on Kelly's response? I was blown away. I am still blown away. I'm in shock that it's not even crossing her mind. She doesn't even think about it. That's just so foreign to me. I I can't even really get my arms around that. I have always loved being liked. I remember my sister saying, I'm get whatever I want because parents like me, they like me better. And I'm like, yep, they sure do. <laughs> so what are you going to do to change that? Are you going to change that or are you just going to let it just keep rolling? Um, I want everybody in the office to like me, whether you're black, white, older, younger. I want to be the popular person in the office and obviously still respected and valued and people in the go-to for certain projects and questions to be answered uh, and to be called on in meetings. But I also wanted people to want to come around my desk, you know, uh, before and after lunch and invite me out to lunch and and things like that so i'm just still like wow this doesn't even cross your mind coach kelly that's that's just no i mean i think i think what you're saying around <clears throat> connecting after work and coming to your desk i look at that as distractions and that's likely because <laughs> i know it sounds terrible the hustle. <laughs> but it's more to me around I'm an introvert. So if I am the focus of attention all the time, 
it drains me so much that I don't have anything left in the engine for myself. And I know that. Mm. So it's not to do with anyone else. It's nothing. It's just how I'm wired. I look at more of I want to be respected and valued in the workplace. And so that likability piece is not something that I pursue. I think it's something that happens over time. And even at, and, and when I think about even at a, as an early age, I came from a big family, not necessarily my si- from, a, from a siblings. I just have a sister. But I had so many cousins that I hung out. It was just huge. And I was always around other people when I was growing up. It's just something that I, I'm not going to say I hate it again. I'm, so mm-hmm. I think that's, I think it's probably Coach Shauna, so more cool. personality and mm-hmm. introvert versus extroverted in terms of just who you are as a person versus right. me saying that I'm going to go in the office and want to be liked. Now, do I want to be in a hostile environment? No, <laughs> but it, it is something I'm just not gravitating towards constantly. And, I, and I, I've always been in a situation where my, in terms of my environment that I've worked in, because I have been more technical, most technical, and that's more of a generality, but most technical folks are introverted. I cannot be that center. It's just not going to work. It's not going to work. That makes sense. I think just as a brown female perspective here too, I know some of the some of the descriptor words for women sometimes in the workplace, like when a woman is assertive and speaks her mind, regardless of her ethnicity, that she can be perceived to be a certain way. But an assertive, very direct man oftentimes is respected, right? So I'm just curious of you all thoughts on how sometimes a male or female's likability can be perceived to be a part of their brand, right? So like Montel, when you mentioned wanting everyone to kind of be, I will say in my own words, kind of drawn to you, right, in the workplace, not just for your work, but because of who you are as a person, do you feel like those are parallel, that you you being likable also attracts people? to you as a from a as a colleague or you can be not very likable but still have a very strong respected brand yeah to short to answer your questions in a short way yeah absolutely you can have it both ways i think essentially you can be assertive you can get your point across but it's how you deliver it your feedback to your colleagues is going to get them to not only continue to respect you, but to like you in the same in the same sense. Gotcha. That's helpful. Coach Kelly, anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I think I do think that likability has a huge impact on your brand, right? I, I do think early in my career, I wasn't the best at the messaging as as Montel talked about. Like I would just be very short. I wouldn't really give perspective on on my why. And I think in explaining your why helps people to understand your point of view versus saying yes, no, one word answers. In the past, I didn't feel like I needed to explain because I felt like, why am I explaining myself all the time? <laughs> I didn't feel like I needed to explain myself, right? But I do feel like now, to, to Montel's point on delivering my delivery, I do feel like it is less abrasive it is more coming from a collaborative space 
in me asking questions from a point of understanding and then me also responding, I need you to understand my point of view. So I do think it is coming off better than what it was in the past because I am making an intentional and and concerted effort to be more consistent around my delivery and less, and again, less abrasive. I'm not going to go to every social event. I'm going to leave early. I'm not going to be shutting it down. I'm just not, because I'm just not wired that way. And I need them to respect that and respect my boundaries. And so now I, I say that versus just being like, no, I'm not going or making up an excuse on why I'm not attending. I like that. I like that you are self-aware in it and communicating that a little bit more. And at the end of the day, you're finding how to finesse. And that's all it is about me is just finessing the situation. Yeah, I think Kelly makes a good point. In corporate culture, though, there is such a, there's the networking is so critical, right? And not mm-hmm. just for short-term outcomes, but a lot of times, you know, that old school term brown nosing, people interpret that to be like, are you liked by the right people <laughs> to get where you want to mm-hmm. go in your career, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I I think that's interesting. The words I used to hear, and even before I got into corporate environments working and some of my other work experience, I would constantly get this feedback. You don't seem approachable. You're not approachable. People are scared to come to you. <laughs> and I was like, how does that, what does that have to do with my job like that's for me a point of conflict in that i you know i'm i'm similar to coach kelly in a way that i'm comfortable not being surrounded by people and not being the center of attention but i can do it and i can do it well right but that if that isn't my job if that isn't an an expectation of my role then i don't walk into the workplace thinking to myself what can i do to make sure that people like me today that's not my mindset I focus on what are these, what's my res- job responsibilities, right? And I think on one level, that's great. But on, on I can admit in some ways it can, it can harm the pace at which I progress because in the corporate yep. environment, your Boom. brand is, and it's not just me, like for all of our listeners, like if you, if you strong on like the, you don't, I don't care if they like me. Okay. Accept that and sit down because you're going to be where you at for a minute. Exactly. Right? And that's exactly, I'm sorry to jump in, but that's exactly what I was thinking. I think why, and I was trying to dig down why, Monta, why, why, why do you care about being liked in the, in the corporate space? Yeah, I don't have any data to back this up, but I just genuinely feel that you can increase the pace of your promotion. I think that a manager said, I could promote them this year, but I could easily just wait till next year or their, their mid-year review to do it. I think if you're liked, then they're going to want to do that this time around. They're going to uh, want to do it sooner rather than later. So, yeah, you're not going to just be as stagnant as long, in, in my professional opinion. Yeah, I think that's key. Like you can, I think the key too is, you know, other people understanding enough about you that to not interpret and make up stories in their mind. <laughs> about why you're not demonstrating the behaviors that they would would define as what makes you likable, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that perception, that perception is reality. And so mm-hmm. e- even if you aren't liked, I think you have to be liked enough for a person to, to do the work to respect you, to, mm-hmm. to respect the boundaries that you put in place, you know, for other where, things that don't make you comfortable, right? Ooh, but I, oh, I, you sitting. Ooh, yep. <laughs> Are we recording this? 
<laughs> I think is really, I'm not walking into spaces expecting folks to like me. And in fact, I, I am almost expecting them not to like me. So I'm doing what I, what I can for them to not, not like me. Right. So I'm not going to go in and not care that they like me and then they don't like me. So what I focus on, because I know that I don't have the energy to focus on being liked, <laughs> I focus on making sure they're not a naysayer against me. So they're not an adversary. So I'm going to mm -hmm. keep my performance currency and my relationship currency very close to me. I make sure that I am connecting with folks. So I am paying more attention to that and making sure I don't have a naysayer. I know that. I have to work harder to make sure that people are not naysayers against me. So I'm kind of focused on it in a, in a flip way, if that makes sense. So I don't want people to hate me. But you yeah, don't have to I, like I, me. Just don't hate me. I think that's huge, right? So since, since you brought that up, Kelly, for our listeners who may share some of the, the work experience and, you know, some of the areas where they know they may be perceived inaccurately as not likable, hypothetically, what types of things do you do to make sure that even if everyone's not your ally, that they're also not your enemy? When I am in those environments where we're doing something, volunteering, or there's some event at work for a town hall or something like that, and I do run up to people, I will engage and say, well, how did that go? How did that project go? Like, I was really nervous. You know, it sounds like you did good. I'm so glad, right? Like, I genuinely really care. I may not go into detail with it, but I go out of my way to say hello. So if I have an opportunity to speak to someone, I will go and, and give them the respect to speak to them, to engage with them and understand more about their challenges. And if I can help and be resourceful in any way, I offer that without anything back. Right. So you kind of become an asset to them. So Absolutely the value you bring even if they may not necessarily take you up on it you offer it right the one thing i do one thing you always should know is your superpower always because your superpower is going to be helpful to somebody and i know my value and i know the value that i can bring and so i use that currency that performance currency to present that as an as an offering <laughs> to folks right that doesn't mean i sit there and volunteer for everything because i don't Right. It's got to be a win win. No win loses. But I, I do offer that up in terms of just, you know, this is who I am. I really want genuinely everyone to do well. Like, that's just my spirit. I think I don't come at things in a negative way. I don't try to be abrasive mm -hmm. and confrontational. Um, I always come from a collaborative space. I focus on the work, not the people, so mm -hmm. that it's not something where I'm becoming gossipy or you know, people see me in that way, I'm always going to give people the benefit of the doubt. Well, maybe that she just had something going on that day. I don't get into those conversations so that I'm not, again, people are not seeing me as an enemy. Right. I, yeah, I got to respect everything that you said. However, here's my rebuttal. I've seen situations personally and at an arm's length as well or let's just say there's a turnover, a major turnover. They laid off a bunch of people and then they hire a new uh, director that comes in and he has brought in and gone through the hiring process and brought in people that were his ex-colleagues. Oftentimes people don't always remember uh, 
everything about you. They just remember how you made them feel. So fast forward five years, 10 years later on LinkedIn, they, they, there's a position that you want. Oh, this person works there. I'm connected with them. Hey, can you send me a referral? Oh, I'm tight with the hiring manager or I'm in that department or what have you not. Of course, they're going to look out for you if they like you. They might not even have worked. They might have been in the same department, but never you never worked on the same team, same projects ever. But they remember they liked you. Yes, they're going to look out for you 10 years later. I've seen it. I'm not going to rebut it. I mean, the thing is, is when people hire folks that they know, it's because they know they're going to either one, be loyal to them <laughs> and do whatever they ask them to do, or two, mm-hmm. they know that they can really do that job really well. So mm-hmm. to your point, are they friends? Maybe not, but they're going to be either loyal and get things done, whatever they want them to do, or they're going to really be able to perform. And so I know that I'm not the likable one. I focus on performance. So I have more quality than quantity because of the approach that I take, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think you all uncovered some good insight and it presents also the challenge, I think, of revisiting that. Am I being my authentic self when being liked is the priority. I'm very similar to Kelly. I think I think I think it has a lot to do honestly with being a woman of color is I don't walk into situations brand new expecting people to like me because of the way I look. I have a, I'm going to be rejected because I don't I don't look like everyone else, right? And a lot of times that can be interpreted to be a chip on my shoulder or you know, angry black woman because I have that awareness that I don't walk in expecting to be liked. That I do I'm very similar to Kelly, right? Where I'm like, well, what is the objective of this particular interaction? What are we trying to accomplish? Is there a connection between me and someone else that I can build upon so this person can actually get to know me versus make assumptions about whether or not I'm likable? Let me just find a doorway where they can start to get to know me as an individual before they determine if I'm likable, not just walk away with some idea of who I am. So I think for all of our listeners, is really good. Something to consider, maybe self-assess, reflect, Ask yourself, you know, have you made the decisions you have in your career and have have you gotten the outcomes you want based on whether or not the decision makers liked you, right? I think one risk of focusing so heavily on being liked that you don't actually have the skills to do the job. What are y'all's thoughts? Yeah, I'm glad Absolutely. you said that because, <laughs> yeah, like that's, I think what, Coach Kelly may have been alluding to at the end of her last comments, and I was going to say something, but I'll just let it go. But now that you brought it up again, don't get it twisted. I All those people that I say that I've seen firsthand get the plug because of their likability. Oh, they could do the job. They could do the work. They had the skill set, but they also had that likability where they would get the referral. People aren't willing to send you that referral if they don't like you and stick their neck out, if they don't like you. That's all. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think to the point here is I have seen folks focus on likability and get higher, you know, higher roles and don't know the job. I've seen that. <laughs> I've experienced that in terms of having to work with folks that just didn't know what they were doing. And then they were trying to kind of force you to do their job. And it was just like, yeah, that's a no. Folks are going to take more of a chance on you if you are liked. So I do think that that focus has to be balanced because that 
as quickly as you can get promoted, you can also be let go. And I've mm -hmm. seen that yeah. where folks took the job and they were not really prepared for it and were let go pretty quickly. So mm -hmm. I, I do think it's something that you have to balance and make sure that it's authentic to you. Because if it comes off not authentic, it's not going to help. <laughs> you got to know who you are and what it is that you're trying to do. It could be a cultural thing, could be just a personal thing and being introverted versus extroverted. I think likability has a factor in the pace of promotion. And so if you're not going to be focused on it, <laughs> you can take my approach and say, all right, I don't want people to hate me. You certainly will have pace there. You won't just be stuck. Awesome. Well, thank you both for your perspective. Let us know in the comments. Is being liked super important to you or you don't care if they like you or not? Just give you that paycheck. Let us know. We'll talk to y'all soon. <laughs>